Welcome to News Source One Michiana's Afternoon Podcast called Michiana Speak Out. Your host today is our racing guru Ron Vrash. After the news, we go into his driver interview library and hear great conversation. So let's get on with today's news. From Feature Story News in Washington, I'm Nick Harper. French President Emmanuel Macron is speaking to his Ukrainian counterpart as talks continue to try and find a solution to the security crisis with Russia. That phone call taking place just after Macron spoke to Russia's President Vladimir Putin earlier on Friday, as Ross Cullen reports from Paris. President Macron and President Putin held direct telephone talks on Friday, but no major commitment to end the tensions over Ukraine was reached. The Russian leader accused the West of ignoring the Kremlin's security demands, such as providing a guarantee that Ukraine will never join NATO. After the conversation, a French government spokesman said President Macron again called on Russia to lower the tension and to de-escalate the situation. Ross Cullen, Paris. Meanwhile, US President Joe Biden has warned there is a distinct possibility Russia could invade Ukraine next month. The Pentagon says that over the last 24 hours it's seen more Russian troops massing near Ukraine's borders. But Russian Foreign Minister Sergei Lavrov says if it's up to Russia, there'll be no war. Lavrov is expected to meet with US Secretary of State Anthony Blinken in the coming days, but the Kremlin says that it won't rush, as FSN Stuart Smith reports from Moscow. Russia continues to insist it won't attack Ukraine or any other country, as the US and its allies in Europe and NATO commit to stronger sanctions if Russia invades. But the foreign ministry previously warned of unspecified military technical measures if its demands weren't met. In reply to the US written response, Foreign Minister Sergei Lavrov said on Friday that if this rudeness continues, Russia still has reserves to equalize its diplomatic presence. Ukraine is less concerned an invasion is as imminent as the US believes, but is worried Russia could take alternative measures, such as cyber attacks and political destabilization, which might not trigger a sanctions response. Stuart Smith, Moscow. But Germany's spy chief says he believes Vladimir Putin has not yet made a decision on whether to attack Ukraine. Trials of a new pill treatment for COVID-19 has shown positive results against the Omicron variant of the virus. And a so-called stealth Omicron variant has been found in New York as FSN's Sarah Walton reports from New York City. Six lab studies of the COVID-19 pill treatment Molnupiravir show it's active against the Omicron variant of the virus. That's according to the producers Merck and Ridgeback Biotherapeutics. However, the treatment is yet to be tested on Omicron in human studies. Molnupiravir and another pill treatment from Pfizer were authorised for use in the US in December. Meanwhile, New York State Health Department has confirmed four cases of the so-called stealth Omicron variant, known as BA2. It's so far been identified in 49 countries, but is not currently considered to be a variant of concern by the World Health Organization. Sarah Walton, New York. From Bureaus Worldwide, this is FSN. With FSN Spotlight, I'm Simon Marks. There has been so much speculation about the nature and scope of Western sanctions that might follow a Russian invasion of Ukraine, and President Biden this week said some of the sanctions might target Vladimir Putin personally. Today, we hear from one man who says he knows how to do that, anti-corruption campaigner Bill Browder, who was once Russia's largest foreign investor. Vladimir Putin has a huge Achilles heel. Over the last 20 years, he's stolen an enormous amount of money, like $200 billion. And he doesn't keep that money in his own name. He keeps it in the name of oligarch trustees. And those oligarchs don't keep that money in Russia. They keep that money in the West. They keep that money in London, in New York, in France. And so the easy way out of this whole thing, and something that Vladimir Putin um, is more afraid of than anything else, is to sanction the top Russian oligarchs, 50 or so oligarchs who hold Putin's wealth. We have the tools, we can do it. And there's an expression, follow the money. We don't have to go to war with with Russia. We don't have to, there there, there needs to be no blood spilled. Go to the banks instead of sending in the tanks. It's unclear whether the US is going to follow that advice, but Mr Browder says the Global Magnitsky Act, passed by Congress and named after Sergei Magnitsky, who died in Russian custody after probing corruption, would allow the US to get the job done. With FSN Spotlight, I'm Simon Marks. And the main news again, French President Emmanuel Macron has spoken to his Ukrainian counterpart to try and find a solution to the security crisis. That call coming just hours after he spoke to Russia's president.
Meanwhile, US President Joe Biden has warned there is a distinct possibility Russia could invade next month. And trials of a new pill treatment for COVID-19 has shown positive results against the Omicron variant of the virus. That's Feature Story News, Nick Harper reporting. In Luke 22, Satan enters Judas and he sneaks off then to betray our Lord Jesus. Shortly after, Judas will take his own life. Now later in that same chapter, Jesus says to Simon Peter in verses 31 and 32, Simon, Simon, Satan has asked to sift all of you as wheat, but I have prayed for you, Simon, that your faith may not fail. And when you have turned back, strengthen your brothers. Hi, I'm Pastor Joel of Heart City Church, and we're looking at what the Bible teaches us about our enemy, Satan, so that we can be on our guard against him and his tricks. And Satan is a powerful enemy, prowling like a lion, seeking to devour us, 1 Peter 5.8. Put yourself in the sandals of Simon Peter when Jesus told him Satan had demanded permission to sift him like wheat. This is quite the graphic picture of pain. A piece of grain in a sieve, where the head of grain is literally being taken apart? Ever felt like you've been picked to pieces, being slowly taken apart? Satan's goal is to pick away at us, to ruin us. He lives to misdirect us, to keep our eyes fixed on this world, to accuse us of our guilt. He has a host of evil minions who have no code of honor in trying to take us down. And that is why you and I need to know where the battle is being waged. See, knowing the battlefield you're on is very important because it changes everything about how you prepare to engage. You have to have the right battle gear to be strong, to stand firm, to endure. If you're fighting in the desert, you're going to have different gear on than if you're fighting in the swamp or if you're in Siberia, right? Well, Paul told us yesterday in Ephesians 6.12 that our battle is taking place in the heavenly realms. Joel, what kind of equipment do you need for battle in the heavenly realms? You need the whole armor of God, my friend. Verse 13, Therefore, take up the whole armor of God, that you may be able to withstand an evil day, and having done all, to stand firm. You need the whole armor, friend, all of it. It's important you wear every piece before you go out. I mean, think about what would happen if you got up and you went to work or school or church but you forgot to wear your pants. <laughs> well, wouldn't that be humiliating? If we wouldn't go out pantless to avoid shame, how much more do we need to put on all the armor of God when going out to battle? You don't put on shoes, the belt, the breastplate, grab the shield and sword, but you leave your helmet at home because you want the wind to blow through your hair. Where do you think the enemy is gonna aim his darts? Paul says it's all necessary every piece to withstand in the evil day. And this is the only time Paul uses this term. Paul had talked about evil days earlier, but this is more specific. Paul is speaking about there are critical times when enemy attacks are at their worst. You may already know what I'm talking about because you've had a few of those times. That day when temptation was greater than ever. Joseph had that day when Potiphar's wife tried to sleep with him. But Joseph had all his armor on and he stood firm. David had that day of temptation too. And the author notes it was a time when the kings went out to battle, but not David. He wasn't wearing all his armor and it wrecked him and many, many others. So let me offer a few thoughts on how we can be ready for the evil day and we'll get into the armor next week. First, bank on it coming, my friend. Anticipate it's going to happen because of the present darkness we live in. Get on your knees in the morning and pray for God's help for his strength that you might be strong and stand firm if today happens to be the evil day. Second, get up anticipating the attack and don't plan on wrestling anybody but the enemy. You see, Satan is delighted. One of his tricks is to stir us up to fight with each other, just like he did with Judas in planting bad seeds in his heart before taking him over. Third, Remember that Jesus is praying for you. Jesus ever lives to intercede for his people. And that means you will be protected 
and also in position to strengthen others who are in battle. Lastly, consider the great privilege you have to be enlisted in this war. Have you ever wanted to do something meaningful with your life? Well, you've been equipped to march into enemy-occupied territories to set the captives free. And doesn't that just amaze you? Jesus won the victory at the cross, and he could have simply dispatched of Satan and all his entire demonic horde with the flick of his pinky finger, all gone, just like that. But instead, he chose to take weak people like you and myself, folks who would never stand a chance on our own, and Jesus fills us with his Holy Spirit, gives us his combat plans, and equips us with his own armor so that we could march out confidently as the most powerful people on the planet, going to war with all his enemies, bringing in his kingdom. Joel, why did he do this? Joel, why do we get to join in the great rescue mission and the crushing of Satan's head? My friend, all I can tell you is somehow Jesus gets more glory when you share in the joy of this victory and the joy of his victory. Meditate on that and remember who you are and who you belong to. Hey, we're back here with Tyler Warwick. Wins the modified feature today. Boy, quite the marathon there. You know, you start it in the back and wreck after wreck and you keep creeping up and creeping up. And I think by lap seven, you're like second or third spot made to move on the outside and he made it look easy out there. Yeah, my car was, was phenomenal. This is a, a Sherman uh, Enterprises modified. Uh, they, they build them in-house, dirty on pavement. This thing is uh, this thing's really good and I honestly think it, we can still improve. It's only the second time I've drove it. And me and Todd worked, you know, talked about it, worked on setup. Uh, it's got my shocks on it. I just got like every brake possible coming up through the field, you know, which was nice. You know, I didn't, I don't think I touched the car. I had to drive through the infield once to miss a wreck. But, uh, a couple little moves on the inside there when guys drifted up in that. Yeah, I mean it was uh it was you know just the holes opened up and I was there and it was it was pretty it was pretty nice to when a race goes like that you know you don't get a lot of those but uh, I was glad I did today. It's my first modified win only I think I've only ran one like three times. Right, right next to Larson, you're one of the few guys that can jump in a full body car, open wheel car, and you know and now then a modified and actually make it work and. Uh, Quite the accomplishment there, and uh, you know Sherman. You know he's been racing for 120 years, you know, and stuff. And he's been a dirt dauber forever. Then he came up with a pavement car. How did that go about with you, him getting a hold of you about running the modified? Well, you know, actually, uh, Matt Clark uh, put me in contact with Todd to try and grow my shock business. I wanted to get into the dirt modified market, so I got I got with Todd and a few other guys started doing their shocks. And then Todd decided um, he wanted to build a, a pavement car. So it's like okay, and um, you know, me and him kind of. You know, shared some ideas and whatever. And he built the whole thing. I mean, I didn't have anything to do with with anything on it. Honestly, all I've done is drive it and build the shocks. And, um, but no, it uh, this thing. He did a beautiful job putting it together. It's really nice. It's, it's real lightweight. I mean, it's everything you want out of a race car. And uh, I mean, that kind of showed today in the race. I think. You, know, you get your sprint car that's twitchy and you know quick on the go and. You know the open wheels, of course, and then you know the super late. That's, that's this very delicate machine there. Modifieds are the same way with those open front wheels there. Yeah, I mean you can't like you know just barge in there and hit guys, which I don't race like that even with fenders. You know, it's just that's not the way I grew up racing. It's not the way my dad taught me to race, and I'm just I'm not going to race like that. Period. You know, I see like those Tesla guys that are racing like that all the time, and like I said, plain and simple, it's just it's not the way I'm going to race. I refuse to do it. So. Uh, you know, I just I want to do it clean. That way, when I win, you know, I can I feel proud of it. You know, so uh, yeah. But uh, like I said, man, it's just my car was just phenomenal, and that's that's just a testament to, to Todd and everyone at Sherman. And uh, I'm sure they'll be selling quite a few cars now. There you go. Went on went on Sunday, sell on Monday. That's the old NASCAR slogan. You know, now next Saturday you got the sprint car race down at Anderson. Uh, or October 2nd, that's right, that's right. Yeah, we got we got Anderson, I think I'm going to run uh, the Glatt for Midget there too. And, uh, then we got Silver Crown in Toledo. Um, I might run Todd's Bear Car again sometime. And then we got uh, uh, Sprint Car at Winchester for the Sandy Sessions. Yeah, the old snowball race there. <laughs> and you go back to you know a couple months or a month ago, and you had that show at IRP with the Midget, Silver Crown, and that was pretty cool. I wish I would have been down there for that, but I already committed to doing the Danny Galloway night over here. And uh, but quite the deal, 80 some cars on hand, all open wheel, and yeah. you know, so like the, the fans were there, the enthusiasm, and then the teams from all over the country. Think you know, weather did it in on Friday, but 
you know, they put it all on a Saturday show. What a ticket to see that. And how did that go on your, you know, jumping from one car to the other, hot lapping? And, yeah, well, yeah. We, only took, uh, we only took two cars there. We took the uh, sprint car and the silver crown car. We had some issues with the motor and the midget. So um, driving for Bob East and, and Terry Clatt. And Bob East is like, I mean, he's one of the most legendary mechanics in, I mean, in, le in open wheel racing and racing in general, you know. So working with him has been awesome. He can tell me things that I need to do to improve driving, which mm -hmm. which is awesome. Like, you know, I don't, I want to know what I can do better. So, but anyway, we were fast timing the sprint car and had a few issues in the feature. I ended up having to stop. And then uh, Silver Crown car, I didn't qualify good because, I, I mean, I didn't have a lot of laps in it. IRP is a tough place, honestly. I still can, I still got a lot to gain there, but somehow we ended up running second in the race. And again, my car was my car was really good, and uh, Cody Swanson won, which is you know kind of the status quo there. But uh, I feel like we're closer, so we're going to Toledo next, which I got a lot of laps there. So uh, I don't know. That Swanson's quite the uh, the card there with those cars. I mean, yeah. he gets that V6 with the sprint car, and he gets those RPMs yeah. revved up. Well, and I mean, him and Santos will have some wheel-to-wheel -wheel battles. And I mean, you're in a wheel-to-wheel -wheel battle with them too. Yeah, and he don't he, have the some of those moves he makes, like holy totally. I mean, he knows his millimeters on those cars. You yeah, know, he's, he's really good. He don't have the V6 any longer, but uh, he's a he's a phenomenal driver. I like racing with him. We're you know we're friends, and we can race each other really clean and race really hard with with all those guys, Santos too, and. Uh, you know, it's uh, it's really competitive. The, the open wheel pavement stuff is. And, I mean, those guys are really good. So I really enjoy, you know, doing the Silver Crown stuff, even though I've only done it once. But it was a lot of fun and, and the sprint car stuff. And like I say, hopefully next year Winchester, Anderson, and Indianapolis can get together on a kind of a schedule with the sprint cars and get it where you know build the car count up, get the money up there, and uh, yeah, well, you know make it a big deal there. I think we might see something as far as uh, non-wing stuff goes, where there's a few more tracks for the race. And the guys at Anderson right now brought the. Uh, you know the non-wing sprint car world back to life. Honestly, without them, yeah. I wouldn't even have had a have a car, and probably wouldn't even have won <laughs> the biggest race of my career for that matter. But uh, no, it's uh, it's pretty cool what they're doing. You know, it's there's more people building cars or getting their cars out. And like I said, it's really competitive now. There's some really good cars, really good drivers out there. That, that's what makes it fun. Yeah, when Thursday Night Thunder was going, my God, there was cars everywhere, and it, it worked into the wing sprint cars for like the weekly, like the Haas and the yeah. Out of Value as well, and even to help the USAC count. So then when the TV deal went. Then things just kind of then expenses went a little bit. Some guys got old and yeah. you know moved on. But uh, glad to see what you're doing. I mean, it's phenomenal. You're just running here, there, and everywhere, you know, and uh, try to keep up with what you got going on there. And it's great to see you race the local tracks. I mean, when your name is mentioned, you know, fans come out and they want to see what you're up to. That and you know, even at South Bend when you're there a couple of times last year, right, yeah. and people come up to me and say. Man, that Tyler, that's cool to see him at South Bend, you know. He's always going far away, you know, and I say, hey, he's, 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 he's a racer, you know, and uh, so there's other times you make a commitment, you got to stick to it, and there might be a big race locally. It's like, I'm already committed over here. And, yeah, it makes it tough sometimes just trying to, I just, you know, I just want to go to the races that are fun, but, you know, some stuff I'm, I'm committed to that I can't miss, like, you know, some of the, the Silver Crown, USAC stuff, mm -hmm. like that's, that's stuff I cannot miss, right? So, uh, no, I just, you know, I like racing whatever. I ran Todd's dirt car last night. Yeah. Mom Hillier, you know, that was fun, but, uh, you know, just, you know, I'm, any, anything, you know, I'm, I'm up to racing anything. Do you have a favorite class of cars to watch, like, to watch the stuff on YouTube or TV or anything? Lots of sprint cars. Mm-hmm. They were watching Super Mods, too? I mean, you remember Dave? I've seen, yeah, I've seen, I've seen, um, I've seen a few Super Mod races. I've, I've actually had a few offers, kind of, to run, run mm -hmm. some of them, but it's just, it's never worked out scheduling, but that is something I definitely, that's like the last thing that I really, really want to make sure that I drive. That'd be great if we can get them back at Indy again. With, yeah. You know, and that would just be you know east-west race or something like yeah. that. That would be even more phenomenal. I would be there no matter what's going on anywhere else. Yeah. So, yeah. well, congrats on the win and good visiting with you, and uh, you know, safe travels. And uh, I'm sure you're going to get a good night of sleep tonight after this weekend. <laughs> oh my God, Sherman! Sherman propaganda right off the bat here, boy, hot off the press. So, all right. So, thanks again, buddy. Buddy, there. Hey, we're with Sean Stewart here, winning the Hornet A main. And you know there was 54s up ahead, and he was cruising. Not too many yellow flags early on, and then you guys were creeping. You and Crocker, Kylie Horn were creeping up through the field bit by bit by bit, and a couple crashes towards the tail end. You made the pass for the lead, and now you're in victory lane. Yeah, man. I'll tell you what. It, 
finally I got one here. <laughs> you know, I, I've been coming here off and on since 2010, and it just feels good to finally. A couple nights you're bumped into the front wheel drive too. Yeah, yeah. You know and stuff. Um, yeah, but man, I'll tell you what, I, I can't thank the fans enough. I mean, we got a enclosed race trailer to sit in front of fans, and, <laughs> and they're out there in this heat, man. So thank you so much to all that. Yeah, none of us can eat chocolate. It, it, it'll no. make us even more thirstier. So. No, all the help I've had, and uh, Nick Strammy, heck, I probably wouldn't have been here if he wouldn't have motivated me to get the car ready and mm -hmm. come out. We'd probably be catching fish somewhere, but uh, <laughs> no, it's, it feels good to be here, you know, and just be around a lot of great people, great car count, just to end the season on a good day. Yeah, 115 cars here today. That's awesome. It's all said and done. That's awesome. And then, like, you kind of start your career over here running some street stock. And then you kind of snuck over to South Bend a little bit, and then you kind of dabbled back and forth. And two t completely different tracks where New Paris is kind of a flatter track. It's got faster areas in some places that's in a groove, faster places out of the groove. And, you know, and uh, it's a different layout altogether there. Two totally different tracks, but man, I, I don't know. I guess you just practice and keep good notes and, uh, and throw the right setup in it, you know. And, I just I rely on notes a lot when I uh, when I throw the air pressures in it. Mm -hmm. days, you know, as far as the weather, and uh, set the pressures a little lower today because of the heat. So now was your car getting hot at all? It, it was running about 190. Mm -hmm. um, actually, I felt a, a wobble um, with about eight to go um, on, on that restart. Restart, I felt a wobble in my right front. I think I got a wheel bearing going bad, but I don't know. I figured, you know, haven't made it to victory lane in a feature race. Here, Let it all so hang out. I guess you know, it's checkers or wreckers, right? If the front, right front comes off. It's not meant to be, but today it was meant to be. And How about some of your sponsors? I know we got some on the car here. I'm going to go ahead and kind of. We got R&B Car Company. I laid them there. Stafford's Auto Repair. How about this this uh, Stewart Motorsport? Yeah, yeah, How about that? Well, that's me, a yeah. well. There's an operation for you. Hopes yeah, Graphics. Bruce's uh, Home Repair. So, uh, and don't forget Stewie. Uh, we got the Cigar Dave. Dave Egan. He passed earlier this year, so uh, I'd like to dedicate this race to him, and, and also hope that Jason Seltzer uh, recovers. And, yeah, for sure there. And, uh, he gets back to the track as soon as possible. I know that he really want to be here. So Jason, we're all praying for you and hoping mm -hmm. that you get well soon, man. Uh, you got new Paris's today. You're done here. Any other tracks for the following uh, rest of the year here? Couple next few weeks. I don't know. You know, every time I get ready, to get the fishing boat ready. <laughs> Nick says, "Hey, let's go to a race." Track. So uh, I don't know. Um, take it day by day, man. But I'm just gonna embrace this moment. You'll sleep good tonight, I'm sure. Oh yeah. Busy couple days out here and running around, and yeah. you know, full, it's kind of cool with the full pit area. And you look all the way to the end, and it's like, my gosh, this is like the old days here. Probably with grandpa, one of the grandpas of the class, you know, all these youngsters out here. So <laughs> they were all out partying. I, I got a little bit of that last <laughs> night. So, oh no. Oh, <laughs> Can't forget Dylan Strummy here. Boy, as long as I didn't crack the camera lens. <laughs> all right. Well, congrats on the win and uh, a good run. And I really appreciate it. Thanks for all you do, Ron. All right. Thank you very much. News Source 1 Michiana is actively monitoring the Russia-Ukraine border crisis and will keep you informed on the latest developments on our Facebook group. This is a serious global issue to follow. Stay tuned for more. Oh, you got big publicity stuff here. Okay, ready? We're rolling here. We've got Evan Verdine here with the senior class. Well, all things the mini wedge. I think it's a senior class. Actually, we're going to be up a little for racing next year. But they're taking the future one today. They, it seemed like they didn't run all the blacks even at the time. But it was a lot of wreck stuff. When you're late, he's like, okay, I think, I think 25 minutes is up. Let's call it. You know? And how many wins is that now for the year? The fourth one, I think. The fourth one? Okay, you don't, you don't know this one? Maybe that's something. Well, for people, oh, okay, okay. How many girlfriends have four or five in the night? I like this track out here versus the pavement at the South Bend and the North Pole. It's a lot different than the black track. The women, a lot of kids aren't used to this. Looks like this slide. 
lot of wets and stuff. I wasn't even doing Instagram after I took that long break. Mm -hmm. like a queen that was a little bit different coming out tonight than it was earlier today? Yeah. We got Frank Gasco here with us, a guy that normally is over there at New Paris and you know an M40 and stuff like that. But you got a lot of ties with South Bend Speedway over the years. But you came out here today to support this and uh, how did, pretty fun, wasn't it? Oh yeah, man. Uh, I think Jeff Skiat, great dude. You know, uh, he's really a, a staple, I think, in uh, local racing, whether it be New Paris, South Bend, M40, uh, Plymouth. You know, I've seen him everywhere. I just think he's, he's a really great. and I think he was ready the next day to do it. Oh, yeah. You know, this was back in April when I talked to him about it. So we got to kind of set up for a January date. So it worked around with his schedule pretty good and really about everybody else's schedule on a Sunday. We are going to do it yesterday, but they had a state tournament going on in here, and that would have been 
good, but bad, but right. really since Sunday's a better day, and that about 40 people out here today, maybe yep. 45 people checking it out. Some people bowling, some not. Yep. But uh, kind of fun to get together, do something non-racing, and just oh, yeah, you know sure. see, see some people yep. in a, a not so serious light. Period. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Uh, I actually bowled with a uh, gentleman, Mark. I'm not sure what his last name is. Malone, yeah. Illinois. Yeah, great dude. You know, he kind of took to us, just. Yeah, I looked at him and he's like, I'm here to bowl on him. <laughs> you know, it's like, what do you, you know, I was like, I kind of threw me for a loop runner because we did an interview with him last year at South Bend and, you know, he's from Illinois, so he had a two hour drive to get here, not even announced. And, uh, but, and it was still pretty cool. He came out here and Absolutely. having some fun bowling in that. Yeah. And, and, you know, things like that, I, I feel like, hey, if you're just going to do it, you're still, you know, that's cool. And then we had Ted Beebe from Kalamazoo come yeah. out, you know, seeing him out here. So that was pretty fun there. I was here too, so that worked out really nice. I didn't see you around, but, you know, I seen you come in late, but, you know. And then Lenny, you know, trying to get you guys yeah. together to get together out here too for the dirt deal. Oh, yeah, you know, I, I've known Len uh, and Andrew ever since I, I was probably before 10 years old, you know. I, I mean, uh, he's just, they're really great people. I really just can't say enough good about that. And I know Lenny's got a deal with Car Show Weekend, yep. but he's thinking maybe Junior's going to watch those cars, so yep. you might have to talk him into it and say that you're gonna try. you'll have to keep an eye on the cars for him, too, yep. and stuff there. We're going to try. Because uh, you know, we got the show set up this past Thursday, and you know a lot of talk, mall's closing, and actually I think you did that right up on there yeah. right now about what was going on. And, you know, is this a matter of just getting everything set up through the mall? I mean, on my end, it's quick, but then their end, they lost some paperwork and just get it on. I mean, they were like, it's, it's on, we just got to get some stuff figured out. And uh, so, I mean, the, the response has been overwhelming here. We posted that thing Thursday night about the show going on, and I've already got probably 25, 30 entries on right. messages. I'll be there if you do the show. So then we had to look at when we can do it. Easter's the following weekend. The South Bend Car Show's the weekend before, so it kind of ends us in where it's at. Yeah. So some guys might do the South Bend Show but not be able to make Concord. So we're still, you know, it's it's, a, it's, it's free choice if you can show exactly. up or not. But last year we had 72 there entries, and my God, the place was packed with people, and it was just amazing how dead that mall looks. And then to find out, you know, they lost, you know, they ran out of food and drinks at a couple of the right. restaurants because of the amount of people there. And, uh, you know, it's just great for the area, and, and really when it comes down to it, we have you to thank for it, because if it wasn't for you, I really don't see anybody else put the kind of effort in you do, you know, and we know that you work third shift, and coming into the weeks of starting the racing season and starting the car show, you know, we know that you don't get a bust, and we know that you bust your ass. There's you always us. a lot of different hats you're wearing. Right, and, and we, we definitely appreciate it. You have no idea how much us guys. You know, a lot of guys talk to me about, you know, I'm just an NOD guy or I'm just a Hornet guy, but, you know, we recognize what you do. We definitely Everybody's important. I mean, it's nice to have that super late model there, but it's also nice to have someone Hornet for the first time there. Yeah, we appreciate it. He brings those NOD cars. Because right. remember, he's like, it's just an NOD car. So it doesn't matter. I said, this this actually probably get more fans to look at it and know they could probably do something in the way than, than seeing a 30,000 hour late model sitting right. there. It's cheap to get it. And I was looking away and go, well, hell, I got something like that sitting right. in the garage. <laughs> and then he talked to Lynn about it. He said, hey, take your one of those this, and then you're out speed wave. Yep. Well, shoot, you know, and you know how many people get involved? Right. You got to get started that's, somewhere. That's where you know? I got started. Now, you've been racing, you've been doing Night of Destructions, the oval racing, the yeah. weekly stuff, so what, what's your plans here for 2020? Um, really not sure at the moment. Uh, I'm going to try to get the car back together within the next couple of weeks. And a lot of people don't know, you always had that the, the station wagon type. Right. <laughs> yeah, we, uh, I grew up with a love for station wagons, and, and uh, Shane Sanders kind of turned me on to a wagon that we picked up out of Maryville. It was actually only in a car. And uh, I have a love affair with that car. You know, uh, currently looking for a motor for that to get that back on the track. Uh, it was just awesome. You know, there was something about the way people reacted to that over just a normal stock car. Something they, different. You know, something like, very different. Is that thing yeah. legal? Absolutely. Yeah, you know, yeah. look at that. It's a station wagon. Right. You know, because. You know, like stock cars, all, all the street stocks are Regals and Monte Carlos, basically. Right. You know, the Camaros are pretty well, the wedge bodies, kind of your super late models. Your modifieds are all Cavaliers. Your right. sportsmen are pretty much, the, you know, simply Regal, Monte Carlo, Lumina yeah. bodies. Cut stuff. And stuff so like now your front wheel drives, there's a variety of stuff. Right. And I couldn't tell you one car from the other, because right. at least there's some variety there. But okay. the wagons does stand out versus everything yeah. else that's out there. Yeah, I mean, you know, like uh, Mike Miracle and Mindy Miracle, those guys race the, the focuses. And 
There was not a lot of many people in the area who were focus. And they do really well with a smokestack. With a smokestack. Smoke yeah, smoke yeah, the old, the old flap on yeah. top of the exhaust system. Yeah, that was pretty cool. Uh, no, and they're really good. They've, they've got championships underneath their belt with focuses. And uh, just that hatchback style, I think, is, is really cool. I've always loved that ever since I was a kid. And, and when I got the chance to jump on that with the, with the help of Shane, it was awesome. And then, too, with the front wheel drives, first it was one class deal. Yep. Then the car started getting juked and juked, and the rules maybe got a little bit more open. Then they kind of like, okay, we're going to tune down. Now right. we're going to have a Hornet class and a front wheel drive class. Right. What, which one do you prefer? Um, you know, I've never raced in the Outlaw front wheel drive class. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm really very content in that class. Uh, I do foresee like trying to move up and things like that. But, you know, Hornet class is, is a very beginner. Like, like me, I started with the Hornets because of that instruction. Uh, I just wanted to get in a little more and just check it out. Um, the Hornet is a very much so perceived as a beginner class. You need to look for a drive, Clovinger, Harbinger, and all, and all that. Spencer Warren here. There's a, spent, there's a science right there. Yeah, there's definitely a science, but, you know, I'm in with all those guys. I, I, I'm really very grateful, very blessed the way those guys take me under their wing and just talk to me like a human being. You know, you got a lot of classes. Some some tracks are kind of up the up, but uh, I'm very grateful for the way they treat me and the things that they've taught me. And, and, uh, you know, we try to stay as locked as possible, and uh, my car's never been outside the rules. Uh, you just learn a lot from the morning class, and one of these days we're going to take that farther. Uh, I'd really like to be an outlaw for a year, and then uh, go to the street stop. That's really where I want to be in the street stop. You know, we're re really very content with the friends that we have in the morning class, and, and we can jump from track to track to track. You know, Shane's been trying to chase, trying to get me to chase him with Gas City, and he did some dirt. Yeah, I have, yeah. and uh, I had so much fun on dirt. And dirt, you got mini stocks. Yep. Front wheel drives and hornets. Oh, it's all in a mixed bag, and it's like all kinds of odds and ends. Right. Some things you can't even describe what the bodywork is on them, but right. they're all in a big claw running together. Yep, and, and it's it's really so cool, man. When, when Shane talked me into Shane texted me on, I think it was like a Wednesday night, he said, we're racing Plymouth Saturday night. Are you coming? Man, I really don't know, you know. Come Saturday morning, are you coming with us? Yeah, I'll throw it on the trailer. It was, it was, it was for once. It was ready to go. <laughs> throw it on the trailer, and it was some of the most fun I ever had. You know, and, and really, when it comes down to it, I have Shane Sanders to thank for a lot. Bib overalls, and all. yeah, bib overalls, and all. You know, <laughs> I, 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 I have to thank him a lot for what he does. Helping me, and, and if it, I don't, I really don't believe if it wasn't for Shane, I don't think I'd be winning. Something, you know, you're on both ends of it, the night destruction and weekly racing, yeah. and the crowds are so much different. I mean, very attendance wise. Uh, you wreck in a night of destruction night, you got probably 1,500 more fans cheering you if right. you jump out of your car and jump on the roof. Right. A night at the races, you crash, and people might be yelling at the stands, oh, you shouldn't be on the end your fault. You right. know, it's a whole different perspective with a wreck on a weekly show to a night of destruction wreck. Right. I mean, it's just. Amazing how that is. You know, I'll tell you how that how the night instruction came about. So, uh, a lot of people know that my great grandma is the one that adopted me, and uh, my great grandma used to help with my Chuck, or my oh Chuck Wagner, build Stan Suskis race cars, work on the motor and so, so on and so forth. She just got tired of it. You know, she got she got to the point where she didn't, couldn't even watch NASCAR race. But demolition derby is up, man. She's in her wheelchair, front row, we're watching the demolition derby. No matter what, she's eyes are glued. <laughs> and uh, you know, I remember watching JJ uh, Milmore and uh, Corey Bloom and all them racing train races and all that. And I remember that when I was a kid, and I always said I really want to get in that because I love NASCAR, I love the old track, I love the wrecking, and I always wanted to do that. Um, Tim Hutchings from SBI Automotive gave me the opportunity to hop into one of his cars, and we just went out and just had one hell of a time just wrecking cars, and it, it, to me, it's the ultimate balance. And, uh, and everybody gets along even after. Oh yeah, I mean, you know, you get on, on, on an old track, right? Night, that guy's out for your neck in the pit, right. you know. There are shaking hands. If we're trashing each other on, on a night of destruction, we're back in the pits laughing about it. We're on each other's trailers, drinking beer, just hanging out, <laughs> just shaking hands. Drinking beer after the race, right? After. After. they don't want to get in trouble. After the race, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Keith He's real cute. Oh, Keith Berenger, yeah. Um, it's a shame about your flat tire on that car out there, but he'll be all right. It's, it's got daylight for a couple more hours. Right. Yeah. 
Yeah, you know, it's just a, it's just a really very different environment because if you got somebody wrecking you on a race night, you're either they're either separating you before you come to your trailer, or <laughs> you guys in a night instruction are shaking hands, laughing, throwing crap, you know, and just having a good time about it. And uh, I remember there was one night in the, the Enduro, I had a Buick. And I got spun, I got hit head on, I got hit in my passenger door, and I got rear-ended like, I mean, one, two, three, right now. And they were all buddies on it. And it was just a blast. Like a, like a bumper car deal. Yeah, exactly. And it just jumped my car. But I had so much fun. We all went back, shaking hands, laughing about it and everything. You know, and, and I think that's what it is for me. It's just uh, the friendships, the fellowship, the... No drama. Yeah, you got a few guys. And you might even have somebody come up that was doing that. You didn't like, you're in the night of destruction. And right. I didn't even know you were even were, you know, involved in this. Or something. Right. And also they got a car put together, which you can in right. a couple days. And, right. And, and, stuff and there. Uh, again, for the night of destruction deal, if it wouldn't have been for people like Spencer Worker here and Tim Hutchings, I wouldn't have a ride with that. And, and, uh, very grateful for that because, uh, you know, something I haven't told you yet. Uh, I actually recently learned that I'm a Leva by blood. Mm -hmm. And that uh, I found out that, well, you, you know about Benny Leva. Ben Leva from uh, Ben's Tire Club. Yes, sir. Yep. And I, 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 now, I remember we always see one of pictures of those cars years ago. And I pulled yeah. a couple here and there. George yeah. Snyder was in them. And yes, sir. Yeah. You know, and, uh, I, I didn't know that uh, Irish and uh, Benny gave Tony Stewart his first shot in a USAC car. Hmm. And, uh, I remember, I remember it's kind of like a Jeff Gordon kind of a story yeah. on one of the nights when Jeff couldn't make it and then for the East yeah. And he says, put Tony Stewart in the car. He said, he's a pretty good runner. I can't make the race. Because right. that's when they were trying to have those guys chase all the championships in one you know, season. Right. And then Tony got into that East car and did well. Yeah. And, 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 that deal was kind of a yeah. deal there. But I sat down and had a few beers with uh, Rich Nairi the other night and, and just learned a lot. You know, um, just my grandma lived across the alley from Denny Nairi. And the first race car I was ever even around was Denny Nairi's. And uh, Richie uh, picked me up and set me in the car. And, you know, it was like from there, it was just, that's it. <laughs> I want to be in a race. That was a deal there. Right. And, uh, yeah, man. You know, it's just, it's really been cool. I'm, I'm really very grateful. Like, I've got guys like uh, Mike Merrick, who puts tires in the car if I need it. And uh, Jan Hardy, Hardy's Bar in downtown Oak Park. You know, if I walk in there, hey, car store up, man. And, and he'll be like, what do you need, Frank? We're going to hook you up. And, and I'm just, I really can't express how grateful I am for these people hooking me up and helping me out. And, and, you know, it's just, uh, it's really been a really Something cool you need to work on is a non-black car. You know, yeah. The Hornet Blast, yeah. I think, at New Paris, there was 19 cars one night, and I think 17 of them were black. Yep. You know, it's like, man, alive. It's like, they just kept rolling out without numbers on and stuff. Right. And, but, you know, that's always a thing about non-black car, right? It must be the hot color, though. See, I've got a bad habit of, and Jeremy Templeton and, and Mark Stoll and Tim Hutchings can vouch for this, I've got a bad habit of, well, I'm not going to do it or I'm not going to race, and then... Two nights before, okay, I'm gonna race, <laughs> and that's where, like, on the back of my shirt, it says "Last Minute Mafia," and that's where we come with that. Dixon does this with the car show. Yeah, he doesn't have <laughs> them until about April one. And we have our show like the fifth, and he's like, "We're working on it." Yep. And then he has something that looks like it's been sitting in the garage all, all you know, winter, painted up, skied right. up, and everything. And then he rolls in with it and stuff. Right. But you know, I think that the that the cars that like Dixon stuff like that. I think that um, for the car show, that shows a lot of character too because maybe get the aspect of the cars that look pristine and then they get the picture of the cars that are just there. I remember when you, you and Templeton brought those cars out and they're yep. like, they don't look good. I mean, it doesn't Full matter. Leaves, the paint looks like crap. It doesn't matter. <laughs> the decal you know, stuff. It's still there. It's yeah. still there. You know, and, and you just got to have a lot of respect for that. So, um, we just really appreciate everybody that, you know, I just, I know I keep saying that, but I really do. You know, me and Templeton and Mark and Tim and all those guys, we really appreciate just being able to have the opportunity to just climb. You know, it was just amazing that car show. First couple of years, we were doing trophy.
these and maybe 10 or 15 cars are pretty good. Right. Now, I mean, my God, the street stock, the stock car awards, there's 30 cars that could probably oh, yeah. win it, you right. know. And you last know. year when uh, Danley had that award, I'm like, you're going to, you want to pick the driver that wins this? He goes, yeah, I'll do it. Right. He's in there Friday night going, Thursday night going, oh my God, there's a lot of good looking cars. I said, oh, yeah. I said, you got your whole South Bend group back there. Anybody right. could win it back there. And then you got Watterson, you got the course. And I said, oh, we have a lot of other awards that would sneak into those. The best this and best that too. Right. You know, I'll tell you, Corson and, and, and uh, Watterson last year, their cars were just absolutely incredible. You know, I, I know the kind of time that Watterson put on uh, that car to make that Challenger body work, and, and it was just incredible. And, and a lot of people just thought it was just like a glue, like a model right. kit, just glued together and you're done, but right. uh, there was a lot more to it. A lot. And, you know, and, and he texted me, and, and you know, I, I buy junk cars on the side. Uh, the comment was made was, man, I don't have any spare parts. You know, we got to find another Challenger. <laughs> this thing looks good real, real good right now, but... Well, two nights into it, it's going to be That's different. Right. You know? <laughs> but Corson, the kind of the kind of time they put into that car, and, and, and even Dixon, you know, the, the, the body that he had on that street stock, and I think that really what set that car off was like the, the tint on the windshield. You know, there's not really a lot of cars with that kind of thing, and, and just... Really, I mean, I could go on and on and on. And the fluorescence. Cars. Yeah, years absolutely. ago, no one had fluorescence. Now absolutely. every every car's got fluorescence. Right. Somewhere or another, it seems like. Right. You know, and, and uh, Shane had a lot of time putting out his car. Just, to me, the fabrication aspect. I mean, not, I'm not a fabricator by any means. I can weld, but the kind of things that I see these guys do with the car, like say Logan Maynard, for, uh, uh, for example. The things that he's done within the last three or four years. Oh my God, I put those pictures of his Camaro on Facebook yeah. there from South Bend. And next thing you know, it's a 40 questions about whether right. it was legal and did this and that. And I'm like, right, I told so Logan, I said, I'm sorry that I posted those pictures right. now because <laughs> now you're playing 40 questions with half you you know, know, Kalamazoo guys and everything else. But, yeah. but these guys, I mean, I'm, I'm not, I haven't been in this nearly as long as any of these guys, and I would never claim to be, but the, the craftsmanship fabrication and the hours that go into vehicles like that is just for not a lot of reward because you, know, you get just some of those cars get tore up right off the bat it's like oh my god right right and, and, and you know you hate to see that but guys like logan and, and austin mater that put the kind of time in their cars it's just it's unreal the kind of thing that they can do with a great even like the emmons oh absolutely you know, guys you know, i spent a, spent a lot of time with boys too you know and, and Nick and, and Steve are really great friends of mine and uh, you know we were, we were really devastated when, they, when we lost their uncle and uh, um, they tried really really hard to keep his memory alive because he was the one who made sure that he would be in the garage and wee hours of your life making the car right and uh, you know it's just Something that was cool, we did that in the Black News, tied in with that, the best street stop. Right. And it was down to Verdine and Emmons. Yep. And with Emmons had that the roof leak, the mall, we brought the car by my setup, so his car was sitting there 15 feet behind it was Verdine's. Right. And you think of a contest that had how many cars, how many people across the country, and they have the two cars at the car show within 15 feet of each other right. as the last two cars, and they both won awards for paint and yeah. the you know, best car, and they're like, wow. Yeah. The car show was like, what the The car show had both of them sitting there, side, almost side by side. Right. Yeah, you know, I, 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 I just about lived at Steve Emmett's shop there for quite a while. We we were really good friends, and, uh, you know, we still are. Um, if it would have been for Steve, I, I would have made it. Uh, my first trailer race win or none of that. He built my uh, he built the car that we won the first trailer race in at New Paris. You know, I really just can't say enough about those guys, Danny, Steve, and Nick. They're, they're just really awesome people. Um, you know, the list just goes on. If, if you put yourself up and ask for the help, it's unbelievable who It's kind of a unique deal, too, at the Nanoldees. The old days was Demolition Derby, and that was it. Nothing else. Right. So you guys could have been old Demolition Derby guys, but right. then, you know, that kind of faded out with the cash for clunkers and this and that, right. and now they came up with all those other different type of events, yeah. which is like new to a lot of people. Old timers is like, what is this again? Right. What, you know, I had to explain the whole thing again, but now you guys, this is your, this is your back, like oh, yeah. the back of your hand events yeah. there and stuff. I, I think that, uh, talking about that, I think my favorite race of that night would be either the Enduro or the Pole Race. So, 
for people that don't know. Well, the pole stays stationary, the pole so stays somebody stationary. doesn't take it with them. Yeah, and, and for, <laughs> for people that doesn't know what the, what the pole race is, it's more so like if you're going around a roundabout, but there's no yield sign. So you go around the roundabout and there's still cars coming in as you're going out. I mean, it, it's just uh, such a, big a thing. rush. It's a thing on timing, and you can't try right. to cut it close because <laughs> it, about five other guys are thinking the same thing. And, right. You know, it, it's just so fun. And, and I, I, I really tried to get out of the night of destruction two or three times, and I just can't. You know, that's, that's where I'm planning the rush, the fans, the people, the friends. I mean, that's just where it's I mean, that night they had that Amish, that RV that rolled it, it's those Amish mafia. Yeah. And it came down the highway to go to be in that event. Yeah. And then you always got a lot of Amish kids yep. in the stands at those NLD nights, and then you got this thing that says Amish Mafia on it. Right. And it looks like <laughs> the kids are thinking, I would never get into something like that. Right. You know, and that thing was out there running that trailer race. And, yep. Oh and then that after the trailer race, they wound up trying to roll it over two or three times. The bolt. Tried to yep. take out the bolt and everything. Yeah. You know, but, uh, the first trailer race I ever won was a Calibus, Calibus Speedway. And, and, you know, if, if you've never. Uh, Experienced a uh, uh, Kalamazoo night of destruction. Um, you got to make it up there. You know Gary Howe. I don't know he's got to be. He's not going to be in charge of the track this year. But uh, Jason Seltzer and all those guys put on one incredible night of destruction. You know you're just not going to find it anywhere else. And motocross and, and stunts and things like that. But me and Tim Hutchings went up there for the first time and, and started up front row. Took the trailer race by storm, but it was some of the most fun I've ever had in my life. Yeah, I, just, I really can't explain it, man. You know, we, we're across that's the track position trailer race, right? Is <laughs> that there's 30 out there, and you got a trailer now, you're right. almost certain 60 of them, right. you know, with all the other things that are right. and stuff. But, you know, you can think you're doing good, and bad things happen in the hurry there. Yeah, up front, you get us off, off you go with high. Yep, so that Hensley is always up front in those events, you know. Oh, so, Stevie. Yeah, he's always put him on the front rows. Like, oh, man, that's, right. well, that's, that's going to be a, I wonder what's going to happen there. You know? Right. Yeah. No, you know. Uh, you still got to earn it, though. Right. And, and and I really can't say anything bad about any of these guys I race with. Like Steve Hensley, Kyle McNamara, Tyler Casper, all those guys. I've never had a bout with any of those people. You know, they're all they're all good guys. We all race together. We all laugh. We all have a good time. You know, it's awesome. I love it. Yeah. Well, glad you made it today. Thanks, sir. And we'll see you somewhere or another. Maybe we'll probably see you at our show, too. Oh, for sure. It was a lot of fun there. And, uh, you know, I said the mall looks kind of dead, but boy, we bring that place to life. And yeah. to see that place so full of cars on Thursday night, it's like, oh, my God. It's like Christmas morning when uh, they exactly. all on a Friday. I really can't wait for, for Thursday night because on Thursday night, 8, 9 o'clock, you better be in the parking lot. And it looks like a pit area. It does. And then you wonder what's going to show up. And when you know, you know. When, when you pull in a little bit earlier, you kind of go get some Enzo's pizza or whatever and just kind of scout up, scout about what's out there, it's on. You know, it, it is time. we got another two weeks and we're ready to go racing. Yeah, yeah, because like, my phone's just busy and son of a gun that yeah. Thursday night. How to get there? Where's it at? What, what's the entrance? Yeah. I got a car coming, but they even on the list. Yeah. You know, so whenever it's trying to fit everybody's going and that. But yeah. uh, it's all for good. It's neat to have six, seven different tracks together, the lawn wars, yeah. you know, the parts, and, you know, the demolition derby stuff. And people are just like mud bobbers. You got yeah. some cool stuff coming yeah, out. The Van Hooks, the Van Hooks and, and one of my best friends is, is Terry Broom. I'm going to try to talk to him to bring it at Bronco. Uh, anyway, the Wiki's got something planned too with the yeah. BMW Bucks, so that's going to be pretty cool right too. So that's some wild stuff. So, all right, well, we're going to, Rhonda's arms are looking tired here. So, but thanks again for coming out here today. And uh, appreciate it, buddy. We'll see you in a few weeks. Yes, sir. This is News Source 1 Michiana, Elkhart South Bend.